0: This Water News with Steve Baker is supported by Clearwater and Filtration on Rough and Ready Highway, Grass Valley. Well, Steve, welcome back to KVMR. Uh, We have a pretty significant issue to both our creeks and rivers and groundwater and and that will get a lot of a lot of attention this month. Uh, That's because Nevada County has released the Rise Gold Draft Environmental Impact Report for reinitiating the underground gold mining at the Idaho-Maryland Road in Nevada County. It's a big deal for lots of people. So I think we'll just dedicate the next couple, three weeks to issues related to water and the proposed mine. And what would you like to start with today?
1: Well, let's start with uh, vulnerability. You know, the simple answer regarding vulnerability of our wells is, yes, all wells have their vulnerability, but some are more vulnerable than others. But absolutely, we have a vulnerability our wells do. The types of conditions that make uh, your wells more vulnerable to losing water include things like, you know, the fracture density, you know, how many fractures intersect your well bore and uh, what's the connectivity of those fractures and what, and those fractures with other faults that might exist in the near area. And, and then also the changes that happen, and this might be difficult to comprehend, but it's called a groundwater hydraulic divide it's it's kind of like a mound of water pressure if you're just looking at the pressure and it can change depending on the stresses on the aquifer where you're pumping from like the dewatering or like somebody's wells pumping next to you and um, and where the water's coming into the system and so that groundwater divide can change its location so as these things change it can create a vulnerability if uh, if you're not aware of things so that you can make make adjustments I found under today's conditions, some wells are displaying normal seasonal, you know, water level fluctuations, while other ones are showing a negative trend. It's just depends on the well. If you add another impact on top of these normal circumstances that we have in the area, like the dewatering of, of a mine, then you increase your chances of getting impacted by the mine plus, you know, the consequences of, of the drought condition. Even in normal healthy water years so the types of uncertainties that make it very difficult uh, for many including uh, uh, you know a mine company or you know uh, people owning their properties is the the data that's commonly used to estimate groundwater issues is uh, is comes off a well completion report and maybe maybe some limited groundwater monitoring these well-completion reports, they don't have a lot of detail. You're not getting much information, and a lot of times it's incomplete, so it's, it's even worse. The groundwater monitoring that many, like, like the mines, sometimes the developers also do this, um, they try to use the available monitoring. They may up it by collecting some data, but typically the data sets are not long enough to really say anything of meaning regarding drought, and uh, they're not detailed enough either to really understand the real water level trends. So these are all issues uh, of uncertainty. Also faults, fractures, groundwater divides, all that stuff, it's not mappable. So how are we supposed to predict what's gonna be happening up ahead? And then you add to that the connectivity to new mine workings, okay? Where new shafts, new ads, you're pushing it out, you know, you're making this mine bigger. All those uh, uh, conditions all wrapped up together, the uncertainties go off the charts. It's, we really don't know what's going to happen for sure. So the answer regarding vulnerability, our wells, they are vulnerable to losing their source of water.
0: Well, Steve, are people prepared for this?
1: Good question. In my view, our community is not prepared to lose their water supply. That's for darn sure. None of us want to lose the water supply, but really we're not prepared to respond in a good way. And um, if you were to ask somebody, you know, do you know if your water showing any signs of diminished water? Most people say, oh, I get 50 gallons a minute or I get 10 gallons a minute. Well, that means absolutely nothing. Uh, the real answer is, well, you know, no, I, I don't. If you're, if, you're asked, uh, if you're asked, if your well goes dry, do you have a backup plan? I've asked that to a lot of people. And usually the answer is, well, no, I've never really thought about that.
0: The rise mine is they want to get a permit for 80 years. I know. A lot can happen in that time, even legislatively. Um, Are there other concerns related to
1: this? Yeah. You know, one very significant concern to me is uh, our water right. Okay. There could be changes in water rights as we get more frequent and more severe droughts. It'll perpetuate changes legislatively. And the reason why I say that is we came out of a pretty significant drought in the 2014, 2015, 16. And, and as a result of that, the sustainable groundwater management act of 2014 was passed by uh, our governor Brown. Okay. That was epic. I'm a groundwater guy, right? It's epic. I get all excited about that because we haven't seen anything like that in 50 years in California, things don't change very quickly, but because of the drought, that management uh, legislation came about, and that's a very significant water rights change. Well, you're talking about 80 years with a gold mine, okay? Or if you're, it's a land development, it's to perpetuity. You're going to have that new neighborhood out there forever. And uh, so during that segment of time you may be dewatering things for others and it's causing a problem and that extends for a long period of time and no one's really doing anything about it. Well, we have right now an overlying groundwater right. It's a really strong water right. You it's correlative. You have to, you can, you have you're you're basically sharing public water and you're being reasonable in its use. And if there's not enough to go around, everybody has uses a little less so that we're we're good at the end of the day. Well, if uh there's a dewatering project going on and, and that water's going away and people are bickering about it and nothing is happening. It just continues for three to five years or more. You could have a prescriptive right. Overtake your groundwater right, your very, very strong groundwater right. So so right now there has to be changes in legislation for this to really kick in up where we live. However, in 80 years, do you think that's going to happen? In my view, it will happen. And guess who's the loser in that deal? All of us. And is, can this happen within our lifetime of living up here in our homes? Absolutely. It's a concern of mine, and it's a part of any project. We need to think about that.
0: Managing groundwater is Steve Baker's career and passion, and that has led him into working on all water sources and supplies. This has been another conversation with KVMR's water guy, Steve Baker. You can email him with your questions at water at operationunite.co.